One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One for the weekend this. The podcast that you need to listen to. One for the podcast that you need to listen to. One for the Hello. All right, you. Who's this? You know exactly who it is. It's me, Jose, and you're Antonio Conte. Yeah, <laughs> I am Antonio right? Conte. Yeah, enjoying it. Enjoying a little back and forth, are you? Not really. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not interested in your mind game. You seem quite happy to throw me under the bus the other the other day. It's calling me a little man. You are little man, a little man in the past, little man in the present, little man in the future. <laughs> yeah. You. What? You just keep this going because you're walking straight into my little plan. I'm not doing it anymore. Like, I'm not. I'm, it. I'm not. I'm you're not going to continue to I'm do not, it. I'm not. I am absolutely and, not. Antonio, you, you call me a match fixer. Look, you know why I'm doing it, and I'm going to continue to do it. I need to find a way to deflect from my average results at the moment. We're not going to win a trophy this that, year. That's your okay? problem. And you. That's your Antonio, problem, Jose. No, Antonio, you're going to keep doing what I want you to do. You're going to continue to bite. And you know why? Because I'll bring it up. You what, bring I'll what? bring it up. You've got nothing on me. I've got. You know what I've got. No, I have no idea. I'll what bring you've it up. Got, what? The hair transplant. You scumbag. Yeah. So you just carry on with what you're doing. You scumbag. Right? You just keep it going, so I don't have to talk about our performances. That's Fine. Bye. Bye. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> That's oh, how it went. Do you think that, there must be some kind of dialogue Jeez. between Antonio Conte and Mourinho outside of these press conferences? It's not like they haven't got each other's number. Doesn't he? Must be chatting all the time. No, no, I, I, maybe. I, I, it's he's just he just can't stop himself, Jose Mourinho, can he? He just cannot let people be. He just let people get on with their lives. They've all got a job to do. Tough job, actually. One of the most volatile jobs you can have in the world. You know, the likelihood of you losing your job in a season is quite likely for most managers. Mm. You know what I mean? So, two questions. What? One. Mm. Is Mourinho enjoying it? Two, mm. what, are your, what are your general thoughts on it? Uh, is, what, it uh, is it a deflection? Uh, absolutely. But the, the, is he enjoying it? He doesn't look like he's enjoying it. He looks like he enjoys nothing at all. He looks like the most miserable man. He looks so unhappy. Like, generally, an unhappy person. I don't... I think he... He may well not be, but, you know... And, it, and, and does... does it, what, do you, what do I think of it? He's, I think it's um, incredibly... Uh, effective way of dis- dislodging and upsetting other teams other managers because when you're angry 
you, you don't focus properly. You know, you find it in the ring, boxers that you'll have one boxer talking to the other, mm. chatting to him as you're punching him Smack in the face. Smack, it's called. Smack talk, yeah. Um, and it's to throw them off focus. It's not because they want to be horrible. It's so that, you know, and the same in sledging in cricket. It's you, you know, <laughs> about two years' time when this is all said and done, yeah. the dust has settled. Yeah, most, Antonio, I didn't mean to upset you. I, I he would never say that. He may not, he may not, but lots of people who use these tactics do. You know, Mayweather, for example, would defeat most of his opponents before he got in the ring because he'd get under their skin. Like when he fought Ricky Hatton, um, Hatton had lost that fight because he was so angry getting into the ring. So he was so pent up that his game plan went out the window. So, will it work? What are they? What are they fighting for? <laughs> second like, place, I think. Second place. I think that's what it is. Um, uh, will it work? Um, maybe it's worked in the past. It I think strike, it will. Work. It looks like he's definitely got under his skin. Yeah. Conte is a very expressive, emotional manager, anyway, um, and often tempestuous characters, uh, you know, are easy to to wind up. Um, Chelsea haven't been the team that they were last year, and this is not going to help them in any shape or form. But I don't, I don't understand why Jose Mourinho, because what he said about the match fixing and stuff like that, you know, he was he was acquitted, you know, he wasn't found guilty of it. Look, that's the, getting in the way of of what. Uh, do you know what I like about this is, I, I'm almost looking at Jose Mourinho and he's like a little devious boy. Yeah, he's, he's like he's like, yeah, well, you did match fixing. Yeah. But, <laughs> running off, I love it. But it, 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 it's great. It, it, it's devious, but more, it's more than that. It's it's it's. Mind games the most. It's a psychological yeah. battle, um, and you, you know that might sound a little bit uh, extreme for a game of football, but that's essentially what it is. He's trying to get into his head, trying to disrupt him. But I don't know why. Again, like they're both going to finish in the top four, probably. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what. what? It's, to, it's, it's to like, get some kind of edge, isn't it? But Quickly, Craig. I know you don't like being involved, but you're a good person to talk to. Chelsea fan, Mourinho, you like. Conte, you obviously like who's winning the mind games currently. I don't know. He doesn't know. We'll find out February 24th. Mourinho never loses. Mourinho never loses because in order to lose, you have to demonstrate that it's effective for you. You've got to buy it. And and he does it. He's the master at it because he's always the first, first, he he always lets go of the first punch. That's true. Uh, Lots to talk about. Uh, This is one for the weekend, uh, the podcast that gets you geared up. For the weekend's football, we're going to be talking about the biggest game of all this weekend, which is Liverpool versus Man City, and how uh, Liverpool can can stop Man City after 33 games, domestic games, yeah. without defeat. Man City in nine months, incredible. Uh, we're going right. to talk about last. Uh, we're they, they, lost, about- they, they lost away. I know it's a domestic game, but everyone can add like little caveats to make a record sound better. Just yeah. say unbeaten in the league. Well, that. that does sound bad. That's exactly why I said it. Yeah, right. it, it domestically, they haven't lost. The, the game that they games. did lose, you know, was they played a, a much weakened team. True. Very Shacked true. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Arsenal versus Chelsea, and more importantly, our thoughts on VAR or VAR, right. whatever you want to call it mm. today. Uh, we've got a new bit. Flavor, love a new bit. You do. And we've got our usual. Those were the days. And soldiers lost in battle. Some good soldiers lost in battle this week. Thank good. you for uh, picking up your uh, picking up with the soldiers lost in battle entries. Because he was getting, yeah, the game. he was starting to skim the barrel, yeah. and uh, yeah, so well done there. Uh, let's get straight into the trivia. Every week we give you a bit of trivia to uh, to try and get right. And last week we asked you name in order the top five Premier League hat trick scorers during the Premier League era. Yep. 
and in order I wanted it as well yeah. a few people do you know I noticed from the uh, the people who um, put their answer down and uh, thank you for doing that in the comments on YouTube we're also on iTunes of course so you can su- subscribe by um, searching Long Ball Street probably yeah. and then you'll find us there leave us a or review one for as the well or one for the weekend what I noticed was uh, most people got the first two right so the first two which was Shearer <coughs> and then Fowler right. which I was surprised I thought people would forget Fowler but most people got them um, but then after that, the one where people got it wrong was uh, Thierry Henry. I think somehow people didn't think he'd scored that many hat-tricks. Really? But, uh, so this is the order, this is the answer. Shearer with 11 is uh, top, then it's Fowler with 9. Henry and Harry Kane uh, both have 8. Uh, and Sorry, and Owen's got 8 as well. So that's, that was the order. Uh, so Kelly, 845, congratulations, you were correct. So you get a shout-out. Wow. Wow. This week, it, this is the question. Uh, League Cup semi-finals were this week, so I thought I'd chuck in a League Cup semi-final question. Which two clubs hold the record, and let us know the answer in the comments, which two clubs hold the record for losing the most Football League Cup semi-finals? Mm. Flav, you know this because I showed you it I yesterday. Do. I do. Um, both of these teams have lost seven Football League Cup semi-finals, but who are those teams? Let us know. So are, are these seen bottle jobs because they've, or, or, or should they be commended for getting into that many semi-finals or are they bottle jobs? That's a great question, Flav. Yeah. Um, I think it depends on the world that you live in. Yeah. Are you pleased to be there or are you expecting more, expecting trophies? Right. And actually the answer is, is one of each, isn't it? Yeah. I would say. So yeah, let us know your thoughts. There's a little clue then. There's a little clue there, yeah. Um yeah, let's talk about uh, Arsenal versus Chelsea League Cup semi-final. Nil-nil at finish, but the big talking point was VAR or yep. VAR. 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 I mean, that's the biggest sort of talking point for me. The absolute horror show from the stands, fans singing for the VAR. VAR. If I ever needed more reason to hate Arsenal, that. That's it. So, so there was a couple of incidents where it was used. Yeah. Um, one being a, a penalty shout at the end, and the game had carried on for two minutes, uh, and then they got to a corner, so they didn't stop the flow of the game, but they then did kind of stop the flow of the game because it then took two minutes to get an answer on a penalty decision that had happened five minutes ago. Yeah. Um, during that time, Arsenal fans were shouting VAR, VAR. Right. Why? Uh, there's been a massive reaction to that in our office. Mm. And People on the saying internet. That, and on the internet as well. Why is that so horrific? Uh, oh God, the chanting. Why is it? I don't know. It's like what makes you recoil. You can't. It's an inbuilt reversion, isn't it? What, what makes you feel sick? Where the phobias come from? It's it's just a part of. <laughs> it's a part of what is you know. It's 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 something you might expect to hear in a, an American football stadium, and. Um, and because of that and the style of American chants it doesn't lend well to the chants in, in, in Britain it always doesn't sound quite right and mm. this isn't a slight on an American fans at all it's just it's the vernacular of the of, of the people it's just they're, they're used to a different type of sport and a different type of atmosphere so that sort of jars in your it's jarring it, yeah and it, it's like I, I don't know. I, I, I can't describe it, but it, it, it doesn't. It makes me feel a bit embarrassed. I can understand the cringe factor yeah. of being on the other side of it. You know, looking at it and, and hit, sort of seeing that and hearing it. One thing I would say is it's quite a natural. I can understand how they got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I, what I mean, I like, it's in that world, right? What do we say? It's 
think it's, it's, it, it, it's it, an obvious chance. It's, it's, it's why, why are some chants really cringeworthy and, and other, other ones aren't? It just fits into the cringeworthy chants. Like not all chants <laughs> at football are good. A yeah, lot of them are, are, are very bad. Hmm. So, um, you know, I don't know, it just fits in, in, in with that. You know, I, I'd be embarrassed if it was Spurs fans. Yeah. Uh, Crystal Palace, Brighton, that was trialled uh, on Monday. They did uh, VAR in hmm. that game. And it was generally... There, there, was, there wasn't much incident in that game. And it was a, quite a good trial for them. Yep. Then, But this game, this Arsenal-Chelsea game, maybe there's a bit more spotlight on it. And maybe that then... Makes there more pressure on the referee's decisions. Yeah, but there were there seemed to be a lot more instances with the referee going to it because uh, what I found interesting was I, I read this. So it only took forty minutes of Serie A's opening game of VAR technology to be used for the first time when it was introduced at the start of the season in Italy. Mm. But since then, it has settled down and is now generally used about once in three or four matches. Right, according to uh, former referee David Ellery. Yeah, which kind of ruins the, all the good stuff that was written before that. Maybe that was a bit weird. Um, but I, yeah. I wonder if so. There's that one side of it is that it's not that it's not going to affect football that much, considering from from what's being said there, right? Mm. But then the other interesting stat I saw was that a German magazine kicker it said that 47 percent of players wanted to abolish VAR in the Bundesliga. In the so Bundesliga, the, yeah. So the players going don't really enjoy it. Ah, uh, right. Um, I don't really care um, about about whether the players enjoy it or not. Um, my, my, are you for it? No, uh, I'm not because I don't. I'm, I'm not bothered if all the decisions get a, a right or, or wrong. What I want is drama and excitement. And I, I, I go to a, a game. So I, I, it's I, let's go back to just what you were saying before the the Chelsea and Arsenal one, where there was this there was a penalty claim, and you know it could have gone either way. Um, but I, I didn't think it was a penalty for, for what it's worth. But the game went on for two minutes. Arsenal could have scored in that point. Do you then Arsenal score? There's the break and play. Do you then go back and say, "Oh, that's a penalty," and give give Arsenal a, or, or Chelsea a penalty, whatever yeah, whatever yeah. way it was? So there's an issue with that. The other issue is this is a, a, another sort of jink at uh, in the armour of of the match day going fan because. Um, in the in the ground, no one knew what was going on. Yeah. They were just watching this thing. They didn't know what it was about. It's great for fans at home. There's drama there, but you can watch it and you can see it and you think, "All right, I understand what's happening here." But for for, for the uh, for the fans in in the stadium, they're sitting there going, well, "What's going on?" Mm. And that detracts from your ability and and, and uh, it, there's like waves of atmosphere in games when things are building up yeah. and you're getting involved and it's and then suddenly there's this break in play and you're like, "Why?" Well, it deflates. Deflates again. I don't think it's helpful to the emotion and and and, and the enjoyment of the game. It would be better if actually, you know, more decisions will be correctly got. And as it turned out, you know, got all of the decisions right. I think. In, in, apart from one one penalty, anyway. Apart from the. Uh, I, I'm kind. I'm kind of for it. If I'm honest. All right. Because I, I think the intention of it is is correct. Yeah. They want it to be fairer. They want there to be yeah more. I like more fairness in sport. I'm all for. The problem is, and I've got a mate who was at the game yesterday, Craig was at the game yesterday, and I'll speak on behalf of him saying that there was that kind of just huge confusion once a decision to go to VAR was made and, and everyone was just sitting around and you lose that momentum of the atmosphere of the game. Yeah. But they kind of... So, so to, uh, to combat that, the next stage is, is to allow fans to be brought into 
to understand what the fuck is going on. Yeah, the, you could put the screens up, you could say like... But then that leads to the next layer of problems, which is that in, in football you see constantly one person thinks one thing, one person thinks the other thing. So, so, so are you in, for it? I am. I am I'm for it, but I, I wonder, and I don't know the answer to this, yeah. if, if it can be put into football in a way that's going to really work because you have that problem of having with rugby or with cricket there's much more clarity in the in the decisions mm. and so showing on well. yeah that's true and so showing it on a big screen is okay because you there's transparency and there's less uh, opportunity for for um, confusion or, or dispute on a decision yeah football is so fast paced yeah there's so many different levels and there's I don't think it's that clear and so by putting it on the screen it's going to create it's going to create a new level of theatre I guess which you know people can like or dislike which might might be good mm. but you're still going to probably have despite seeing uh, it on a screen three times you're still going to have this subjective outrage. isn't it of of one team going no 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 it's not and one the other team yeah saying, yes, and, yes, and, yes. and both the penalty penalty claims uh, both Arsenal's penalty claims in that game um, were debatable mm. you know I was I was in the pub with a mate and he thought that the uh, Maitland Niles bomb was a penalty uh, I thought it was a penalty and he thought it wasn't so yeah you know and that was we watched the replay about five times could that element of theatre can that be enjoyed. Could that be... A, a, like, the game always evolved. Yeah. That was one thing I was thinking. Was I remember um, someone saying to me, your kids will never uh, read a newspaper yep. or drive a car. Because the way that the world's moving forward, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be driverless cars and, there's, and newspapers aren't no going to buy a newspaper anymore. Mm. No, it's just, it's just the world that... Progress. You know, it's like when you talk to your dad and you go, in my day, mm. you had to get up and change the telly or yeah. <laughs> whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. For like so, for us, I think our kids won't watch. Won't we'll say to them in my day, referee yeah. had to make the decision on the spot. Yeah, it's going to be that is just the next stage of football. Yeah, and I think we're always hesitant towards it, to but it's, it's coming. Yeah, no, no it's I, there. Apart, it's here. Yeah, it's here. Yeah, I mean, this is a trial, but it's just going to happen. Um, I, I, I am like that. Like, I do react badly to change. Of something that I enjoy, I do. I think we'll stop interfering. Mm. Um, the only rule changes I think that really benefited the game and the drama and added drama uh, was the pass back rule. Yeah, and changing from two points to three points was a good move. But other than that, like the in, you know, is, is the guy interfering with play? You know, the video action, video action replay, or whatever it's called. It's. I don't think it adds to the enjoyment of watching football. And and that's the most important thing. I suppose it's an entertainment essentially, mm-hmm. um, and while it's more factually and essentially you know factually correct, and you'll get the right winner in the end, it's most deserving of it. Um, that doesn't make the game more enjoyable for me, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm I'm opposed to it. So, that's well, that's fine. a cracking question. Let us know in the comments. Do you see VAR uh, leading to a more enjoyable experience as a football fan? Let us know in the comments. Uh, right, let's move on. New bit. Got any bit flab? So what I realised is this is one for the weekend, okay? Yeah. And we sponsored need to, by Fanny. Sponsored by Fanny, which we haven't spoken about. Should we do that, Greg? Well, I was just waiting for you to <laughs> yeah, do that. Sorry, yeah. So we're building the world's 
number one yeah. football community with Fan League, which is an app where you predict on 13 uh, English football games. We do a couple of videos on the Fan League YouTube channel, so head over there and subscribe. Mm. And also join our league, the One for the Weekend League. You can do that by clicking the link in the description. Then add me as a friend, James Alcott. Add Flav as well. Add, add, yeah, absolutely. Uh, add, how did we get on this week? Uh, I got eight out. It was a difficult week last week. I got eight. FA Cup third round it's just it's chaos isn't it do you know we talked, we, you know, we talked about and one, one of the, the picks was Newport versus Leeds and we picked that as the, the, the banana skin didn't we yeah we oh, got yeah. that right and yeah. we, well we picked Coventry Stoke as well yeah. I picked QPI and K Dunn <laughs> which was yeah which is a guarantee yeah. I, I am um, on my podcast uh, I asked is there anything you want us to talk about and someone wrote QPR's um, uh, QPR getting knocked out of the FA uh, the most recent one in brackets the most recent one yeah yeah, oh, yeah cheers um, got to go though not all the way? Not for now. Not, not, not for now. I stick with him. Got to stick. You've got to show patience. That's what football fans don't do anymore. And I'm going to do it. Right. Um, so yeah, join the uh, join fan league. Uh, get involved. Uh, we got eight out of thirteen each last week, which was yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Um, Ten or above, and you make some uh, decent money. So get involved, and we can add you to the how, league. How did the league do? The league do. I haven't looked. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I thought he down fourteen places. Oh, here, that's so. last week. Something, what, something, what's going on here? Sorry, no, you're not happy with the no, pre-production. No, no. I like, I like that. Oh yeah. All right, we'll figure out. We'll come back to you next week. Okay. Uh, new bit. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to get a jingle ready for this. Maybe next week. Okay. It'll be on the computer, but uh, I haven't had a chance this week. But um, it's a simple one, and it's called Stat Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> so what's a Stat Nugget? So Stat Nuggets. I, I realise with the one for the weekend. Mm. You know, you got your picks on the on the family gap. Yeah. That we do every week. Yeah. And people they need help. Okay. Yeah. They'll be going up and down the country. Right, and they'll be meeting up with mates. Go, you know, what should we do? We can go watch the football. Yeah, yeah let's go watch the football. But they need some stuff in the back pocket, a couple of stat nuggets yeah. in case certain games come up. Come up, and they need need some kind of knowledge and impress the ladies as well. Press, absolutely, yeah. that's a great opening line for, yeah. <laughs> for, to uh, to impress a lady, possibly at a pub, possibly later on in the evening, depending on what you want to do. Mm. So I'm just going to reel off some stat nuggets for you. Go on. You can take those or you can leave them. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. Okay, just enjoy it. Yeah. Maybe you can, as a either a chat up line or in a pub based scenario, yeah. you can basically put these stats into a, a sentence. Yeah. Should we try that? Let's yeah. try that. Go on. Man City have been undefeated in their last 22 matches. Right. So how would you? Uh, so you're down the pub. All right, all right, love. Man City-Liverpool, perfect for this one. 4pm 4, yeah. 4 on a Sunday. Yeah. Go, go to that game. Just been a go. You know, these boys haven't lost in 22 matches. Oh, wow. I would start with, do you like football? Oh, is this you chatting <laughs> up a girl? Oh, I thought that's what we were okay, doing. Okay, we can do that. Yeah. Or, or it's, it's for your fellow man as well. What, 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 was, your, what was your go-to chat-up line? Man City have been undefeated. What was my chat? Do you know what mine was? Yeah. So my go-to chat up line was, it would be like, ask a question. Yeah. Because I've read, everyone's read this book. There was a book called, I forgot what it's called. The Game. The Game, yeah. The Game. Yeah. Right? yeah. Lads, lads will know about this one. There's a book called The Game and it basically gave you little like lines and stuff to, and ways to talk to the, to the ladies. So I was quite, this is a, quite shy. So hang on, so this is a book that was written by this guy who helped people. So I, so I, all right, I get, a, I know. A, well, a womanizer, he was. Yeah, not the nicest um, man. I don't yeah, know. and he, he struggled to get the ladies. And yeah. uh, there was one in there which I did use, did work quite well. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what it, was it? It was you'd go up to go, you go up with your mate and go, can you just help us with this? Right? Would you sleep with Jesus? <laughs> and they go, what? Uh, right. So you're at a bar. Jesus is along. He, he orders you a drink. It's water. You look down, turns into wine. Would you sleep with him? You would, wouldn't you? He's saying he wouldn't, and then you're in. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was my chat. Bit creepy, is it? Nah, I don't know. What I was your chat? Like? I didn't. I mean, didn't need him. Didn't need him. Yeah. Money maker. You just did that, didn't you? Yeah. I went like that. Ten. 
10. <laughs> Wrong way around. Wrong way around. Oh, Zero one. Yeah. Um, so Man City are undefeated in their last 22 matches. Man United are undefeated in their last six matches, but have only won one of the last four. Yeah. Stat nugget. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea have won their last seven home games. Do you know that? Oh, it's there, there in no, your back pocket. No, no. Tottenham have been undefeated in their last 10 home matches. And, and at Wembley. At Wembley as well, yeah. Wembley, this Wembley hoodoo's gone, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Long gone. Yeah, yeah. Here's some good ones. If Watford comes up and you just panic. Mm. Watford. Because <laughs> <laughs> it does happen. Those mid-table teams, you know, you know, there's not the same yeah. profile, is there? Watford haven't drawn a game in seven. Yeah. So you could easily go, no chance of a clinch in this one. Oh, yeah. I'm drawing a game in seven. I'm drawing a game in seven. Um, Watford haven't had a clean sheet in nine, so uh, they'll, they'll be goals. It's interesting about Silver though, because he's having a tough time at the he's moment. He's having a wobble, yeah. And I, I, I've been like a staunch backer of his ability, but he's uh, he's got to go. It's time to give up. Get, get, <laughs> Must give up. Give up football. <laughs> yeah. And Southampton, who are playing Watford, um, nine games without a win. Yeah. So uh, that one's got a draw in all over. So you, let's, so you see how you can spin it. Yeah. So yeah. Watford haven't drawn seven games, so it won't be a draw. Yeah. Or Southampton. And Watford both struggling. So using bit. that information, that's be a draw. go in the fan league app, and you think, I know. I'm going to get my stat nuggets out. Watford win here. I'm going to chuck my stat nuggets on the table. Yeah. And let people smell them. <laughs> and final one. Tw- it's 20 games since West Brom won a game in yeah, the league. I mean, he, Pardews, he's, he's another one. Any? He? He's just arrived. Do it. Can't say. Do that. everyone we'll a, just give up? A Don't give you start up. new jobs. There's three managers that need to just give up and just let everyone be. Alan Pardew, David Moyes. <laughs> and who's the other one? Mark Hughes. Just like just give up. Just go. Just go. Enough. Yeah, get in the pile. Okay. So there you go. There's there'll be some idiot chairman who will give them more jobs. Will Pardew get another job if this one completely fails? He will, but yeah. he shouldn't. But it'll end, I mean, yeah, it'll be like a. He's going down the same path as um, McLaren, and he's like reached the heady heights. He, I mean, for him it was Newcastle, uh, but prefer for McLaren it was England. And, and then it's just this slow realisation that they're not good enough and then they end up yeah. playing with you lot. We were chatting on the podcast uh, the other day with uh, Craig, uh, Stoke City friend. fan. Yeah. Sorry, the other Craig. A lot of Craigs. Um, I was saying, who are you linked with? And he was saying, we'll, we'll have Martin O'Neill. Look, and it looks like it's going to be Martin O'Neill. Roy Keane coming back to the Premier League, which is exciting for everyone. Roy Keane under Martin O'Neill. Yeah. Martin O'Neill is divisive and certainly when he gives interviews, he doesn't come across as the most... Capable, you wouldn't assume he's a brilliant manager, but he, he has had very good success. He's done very well, very well. But when we were asking him, who else have you been linked with? And he went, yeah. Craig, <laughs> he went, he didn't want to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah who? He went, Steve McLaren. <laughs> Steve McLaren. Because that's like the depths of. That's the horrible thing about being a football manager. Mm. You will become a joke. Yeah, your image will be. And utterly tainted. And, and all, like all of these men have forgotten more about football than we know collectively. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, it's, they are a joke. Okay. Uh, those were the days time. I forgot to do the jingle last week, so I've got it here ready to go. Um, this comes from Sad Ah. That's mm. his name. Right. Uh, let us know your those were the days. I've got, uh, I'm starting to compile them, so keep watching every week and we might go through your... Uh, your <coughs> recommendations for those were the days. Uh, so first one from Sada is uh, Wimbledon, the old crazy gang, <sighs> the crazy gang. Yeah, I where mean, did that name come from? I don't know. Uh, but they were, they were they were mental, weren't they? They, were, they did like behaved in a way that was crazy. Yeah. Um, but for those that won't remember, a lot, there are a lot of people listening to might ne- never know. But Wimbledon at the time were a legitimately decent 
and you know successful in, the, in in terms of their own history. You know, they got to, they won the FA Cup. They won the FA Cup, so they, and they came through the from non. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. League yeah. right the way up to it. So it's the equivalent of, I guess, if, say, Fleetwood Town... Yeah, like from you know, from being non-league, and, and all all that with What's about four thousand fans. Like they would at home when they they ground shared with Palace for a long time. They would they would t- their capacities were about four thousand in the Premier League, and even, mm. even I mean then it was, we, Spurs played there. I went I went to Selhurst Park play with Wimbledon. We beat them six uh, two. It doesn't matter. But the uh, Spurs had f- the free sides. Yeah, they, you'd get given the big side. Yeah, GPR got given the big side. We got given the free stands. Oh right, and filled <laughs> it. It was like a home game. Everywhere you looked, and then there was just like a pocket of Wimbledon fans wow. at the end. It was bizarre. That's mad. But, you know, they They've got the record for the uh, the worst attendance in a Premier League game, which is three thousand something. Yeah. It's Everton, yeah. midweek game. Uh, but yeah, they were they were known for being crazy, weren't they? They just had a lot of a lot a lot of characters. Vinnie Jones, Fashion You. Um, they're also they were also very very physical. Like they, they were a team full of animals. Mm. Um, I generally but, got the idea that, that they were called the Crazy Gang because they were violent. Yes. And burned things. They seem to like. There's a new player. Let's burn his blight. Let's burn his new suit. Yeah. That that's. <laughs> they're crazy. Yeah. That's let's in, some sh- kind of shit in their pillowcase. Yeah, let's find some kind of endearing term to label this lot of violent bullies. Yeah. As something the, lovely. The, 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 the dressing room back in the day must have been a horrible, horrible place. My uh, my my lovely Ian Holloway, he uh, he had a horrible time. Did he? At, uh, he went to Wimbledon yeah. and was essentially bullied. Yeah. Wally Downs was the uh, was the main uh, main guy apparently who's yeah. who went on to be he was assistant manager in a lot of different places, Brentford manager as well. Um, and Holloway just like had to get out of there. Yeah. So yes, yeah, a lot of a lot of players couldn't deal with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's it was, he, those were the days. <laughs> Because they were bullies. <laughs> because they were bullies. Lovely. Do you remember Peter Boothley? What? The, Currently being investigated for bullying and racism at, at Newcastle. Apparently a nasty, nasty piece of work, according to all of the allegations. Um, you know, he, he bully players. 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 
you can't do that. Clear. No, 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 stop doing that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Don't you think people got told off for like boy, 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 boy Oh, yeah, but that's my that's that's how Peter Beardsley sounds, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly how you say. You doing an impression. Doing that's his impression. I can only do one word. Peter Beardsley impression. Just stop. No, no, one more time. Clear. Clear. Is that he's spot on? Um, he, if I've offended anyone. No, that wasn't joking. Uh, got the, bad um, as well. That. Yeah, so they had to remove Peter Beardsley they put him in the tra- training complex with the under 23 players because Benitez didn't want him near the first team apparently and uh, um, oh, was he just doing like awful racist jokes and it was just beyond awkward I, that, I don't know much about this uh, yeah well yeah he was he, uh, no, the racism was uh, the lesser charge in this instance because it wasn't as prevalent as the bullying yeah. but um, players would get called up to the first team or go away on international duty and they would come back to the under 23 development squad and he would be going oh here he is Charlie Big Bollocks that kind of thing right. and it was just apparently a drip drip uh, assassination of your soul that's how some, some of the players um I mean, and then you look at him, you think that's, all of this is really strange. Isn't he known for just being? In, I thought he's known for being quite a nice guy. I don't know. I'm currently not. The um, you know players apparently back in the day when he was at Newcastle, players would the, the, well, the players would give him a wide berth. What? Because he was good? No, because he used to he used oh, to, he he used to grass, tell tale. Yeah, yeah. tell tale. Anyway. <laughs> All games, uh, those were the days, all the games at 3pm on Saturdays. Yeah. Long, long gone. Spurs fan, you'll know. Yeah, I remember, I remember sitting there watching, just waiting. So, Teleset sc- scores would be over two pages, and, and then it'd say one of two, and then it'd flick over, and you'd just hoping it'd flick over that the, but you you, knew you'd get a goal. There was that guaranteed 3pm. That is, that bit like VR. Oh, you're not Teletext, I'm talking about Sorry, it's 3pm. Yeah, 3 bit. Um, Yeah. It was. It, you had to go to. Are you, you bothered about go, that? No, not really. Really? Uh, no, it doesn't matter to me if the game. I'm bothered about fixtures being moved for television and how it affects my stay going fans. But I'm not bothered that the games aren't on at three three p.m. on a Saturday. Really. That said, if you're going to a game, it's perfect time. Day off. You can have a drink if you want. Yeah. Um, and you're not going to worry about it. But on you know Sunday afternoon, it kind of spoils it a little bit. I quite like the idea of the Friday night games. I'd like to go to the football on a Friday night. Friday night games are good. Twelve forty-five games are the worst. They are the worst, and then often it's the biggest games like Spurs, Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea, Spurs, West Ham. Yeah, these will all be at twelve forty-five, and the atmosphere sucks because no one's had a time to get socially lubricated. <laughs> Lovely. And finally, uh, the final. Uh, those were the days from Sadar this week. Uh, let's know yours in the comments. Is Soccer AM in the nineties? Tim Lovejoy and the team. Those were the days. <laughs> This is general. This is a kind of a, a blanket opinion yeah. that Soccer AM's best days were with Tim Lovejoy. Well, he was, a, he was a, in my understanding, he was kind of the brainchild. He was the head of the creative. So yeah. um, those were <laughs> the days for Soccer AM. Uh, you know, it, it, again, it, it was the go-to show. Anybody who was interested in football would be watching Soccer AM on that Saturday morning it was three hours long and you just sat there and it was entertaining it, it, was, it, it was very good um, but like with anything you know you live long enough to destroy your own legacy so those were the days awesome bingo uh, the big game of the weekend let's talk about it now Liverpool versus Man City uh, very busy time for, for Liverpool Coutinho has gone 142 million to Barcelona yeah. Van Dijk has come in um, do you think though, with those two transfers happening before we get into the, the game itself yep. and how they're going to beat Man City, yep. do you think that Liverpool are a better side for those two transfers happening? 
They are probably more balanced than they were before. Um, but if you ask any Liverpool fan whether they would swap Van Dijk for Coutinho, I think they would, now they know Liverpool fans, they'll probably go, oh, yeah, that was great. But but um, you'd have to be mad. Coutinho in the last two years has been incredible. Mm. I'm not surprised really that Barcelona would be interesting. That said, they did have those issues at the back and it makes sense for the balance of the side. Um, but I don't really think the issues with... I think the issues with Liverpool's defence have been overblown somewhat. Um, but I think the issues with Liverpool's defence isn't personnel. It was uh, tactical from, from Klopp. And if we, we won't go into it again, but we had Statman Dave on the pod, though he is a staunch, biased Man United fan. So biased. It's so biased. Uh, he did give a good tactical breakdown of, of where Klopp's going wrong, so you can find that podcast if you want to. Um, but, you know, he's... It seems like it seems like you know they don't they don't have an issue scoring goals. They are probably the best attacking side in the league. That's why this game is so exciting. Are they still the best attacking side in the league with without Coutinho? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll it, find out. Yeah. We, we will find out. But you remember, you, you, Salah is incredible. Mm. Um, Mane and you know that's actually I think it's like missing that number nine. Really, if they had if they had Harry Kane. For example, yeah. they, they, you know, they had a great shout of winning the league. But there's um, a, I read, I see certain uh, opinions sometimes of people going that how Firmino's the kind of um, he's the forgotten one in all of this. Like how he's a, he's a cracking player for them and helps them helps them play to the best of their ability, brings in other players uh, into play. Yeah. A big reason why Salah scored so many goals. Yeah. Also, I think he he created more. Uh, it, or he got more interceptions or created more interceptions than uh, Cahill and David Luiz last season or something yeah. like that. Yeah, because so, of the way they play, you, yeah. you can understand that. It's a high pressure, high up pitch. Yeah, but it shows a strength that you don't normally look at with a striker. Yeah. All that said, I still think if you are a proper world-class striker, it's undeniable. And with Firmino, I'm not sure, I'm not sure he's that... That guy. So, uh, although it's unfair to say it, mm. you the next spot where they would probably want to I- improve My, may well be him. I'll get crucified for that. I'm sure. Yeah. No. I, I look. I think he, he, he's an unsung hero there because he's doing work that needs to be done. Needs to be done. That yeah. now enables players to, to 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 benefit and a team to benefit as a whole. And while you know he, he isn't like like you say, he isn't that kind of world class forward he's putting in performances that enable Liverpool to be as attackingly brilliant as they've been this year um, he's a big part of that yeah. but you know you'd think on paper outwardly and as much as I can tell about Liverpool without watching every minute they, they know better than us um, you'd think that that may be an, an upgrade there but we're probably being dismissive of him yeah I'd love to know that actually let me know in the comments uh, your thoughts on Firmino is uh, you know is he an unsung hero and, and actually a sh- Huge one of the key, key world, yeah, yeah, key key piece. Or um, do you think there's an upgrade to be had there? Um, the one thing, I, my view on the the two transfers is, I think I don't know, who, you know, who makes that final call of Coutinho going or not, if it is Klopp or not. But I I'd be really um, encouraged by by that because Coutinho wanted to go. You've got huge money for him, mm. uh, 140 million. That's, that is so much. 100 money. million up front as well, apparently. Really? Mm. Wow. That's what and, I read. And I think. The, so although defensively strong, when when it does go wrong for them defensively, 
it looks quite glaring because of the way that they play, like you're saying. And and so f- to eradicate that, you need really talented footballers that may have the kind of have the size to deal with the physicality of different teams, but also that quality on the ball. Lovren hasn't got that for, mm. for me. Clavin, same thing. Um, whereas Van Dyke, I think has. Yeah, um, he's, he's a lovely footballer. Yeah, so I think I think bringing him in is an improvement. Yeah, for when. When you and you've got those moments where it is one on one, and you need someone to be. I think to the, show the, that can't. The, the thing with Van Dyke is that he's he come for a lot of money, and when Klopp was asked about this, he said, "Look, it is what it is. You know, you it, they got the player. They have spent mm. the money. They've got the player. Um, but you know, he, he's not. If you're spending seventy five million pound on a player, they have to have a massive, a massive impact. And he scored a goal in his debut against Everton. Um, I don't think Van Dijk fixes the issues that, that Liverpool have defensively at this stage. I might might be wrong. I think he might. I, I would. I would have. Abs- I would have jumped at the chance to get him at Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think. He, I, I just love the way he plays football. Uh, let's get into the game itself. So, uh, Man City unbeaten in 33 games. As I said at the start of the pod over almost nine months against domestic opponents. They've scored almost five times as many league goals as they've conceded, and could be crowned champions. In March, um, that would be impressive. Yeah. So, how do you break them down? There's a really good article uh, on the ESPN um, website. I've forgotten the guy's name, and I apologise for that. But uh, he was looking at how how can you beat Man City? Yeah, and it's amazing that the kind of the case study of of uh, games where Man City have supposedly struggled are the games which they've all pretty much. One, mm. uh, oh, I think I think it did win Huddersfield, the Huddersfield game. There was a little patch, wasn't it, when it got close, yeah. <laughs> which was that was as good as it got. Um, and that's why I think this game so is so P- interesting. Palace nearly nicked it by using this tactic. True, yeah, exactly. So three five one one seems to be the way to try and sort of negate them as much as possible. Yeah, and within that, you need uh, what seems to have worked so far is a back three uh, of centre backs and then a basically three defensive midfielders in front of them mm. to stop those channels where uh, De Bruyne and Silva are able to pick up the ball and congest that midfield. Yeah. Uh, the next stage of it, which Huddersfield did with De Potra and uh, Palace did with uh, Benteke, I think, was bypassing then that congested midfield to a, uh, a target man who can then hold up, hold up the ball. And that's a way of getting the ball up the pitch when you do get it and also being solid when they've got the ball. Yeah. Um, one team who kind of tried to do that congested, um, have that congested idea was Spurs against Man City. That went horribly wrong because they used a back four and then had a midfield diamond in front. And the problem you had with that was that the fullbacks were completely exposed. Yeah, um, that game, we, um, undoubtedly, undoubtedly Pochettino would have played back three if we had the opportunity. But we had, our injury, we had to play Dyer and Vertonghen in that game. Um, and it, that's exactly what it was. We couldn't frustrate them at all. When we played a game, though, we had to try and play. We tried to match them essentially, mm. and we got we got exposed as as, you, as you'd expect. But um, that the, the, the he's right. I think the, the guy who wrote that in terms of just packing that set and making the game narrow, mm. so that uh, that regardless of how good they are, Man City, they just don't have the space to play. It is negative. It is anti-football if you like it isn't pretty to watch yeah. but he created this by having such a great team <laughs> it's his fault yeah, well, it's Guardiola's fault yeah at the end so then when it comes to those that five those uh, wing backs the teams that seem to have done a little bit better is actually they're playing full backs as wing backs instead of 
sort of um, using their attacking yeah like um, Moses for example yeah instead of using those attacking wingers as um, as wing backs then they don't really truly understand the defensive side of it because yeah. that's really bottom line is that's what you're going to have to be doing all that said Klopp's got a good record against Guardiola they've got a great attack and when it's worked for Klopp it's been when they've played 4-3-3 against Guardiola's 4-3-3 and pressed them mm. and been attacking and you saw Bristol City who played 4-4-2 um, against them in midweek and, and did have a bit of a go Yeah, that I think everyone's going you can't have a go at, at Man City because they are going to pick you apart but Klopp's not going to play I, I can't if for Klopp to be negative will go against his general philosophy and go against what's been successful for them in the past I don't think he will go negative he'll, he'll come out and match them he knows his key strength is his attack mm-hmm. uh, and it, that's why it's going to be an exciting game of football there will be if you you know there's going to be goals the, the, I'm, I'm genuinely looking forward to this game of football and as you know that doesn't often happen. Not you know, really I, watch, into it. I, I watch football, but but I don't I don't, I don't look forward to a tie like I am this. I yeah. think it's, I think it's going to be fantastic, and I think it's it's Man City's hardest game this year. I think this is if, if they're going to lose one, this is the one. If yeah. they win, then then um, they, they probably will go that season unbeaten. Because of course the other thing is that the five nil earlier in the season was. Uh, you know, the Mane got sent off really early doors, yeah. and they went from playing for. I think they were playing four three three initially. Then, then made a change, and Salah I think came off quite early, and so they didn't have that outball and got got done. Mm. Was it five nil or five one? Can't remember now. Um, the two key areas for me when when reading this article and saying that you need those kind of two banks of three will be the sort of flexibility of someone like Joe Gomez, yeah. who can play as a centre back or as a right back, and then uh, Chamberlain again as well, who can play as a centre midfielder. We can also play as a, as a almost as a right winger or a right wing back. Yeah. I think that's where the game's going to be kind of weirdly won and lost because if those two can uh, defensively defensively get it right to stop Man City and make that midfield area a bit more congested, and then offer a threat once Liverpool have got the ball, then as you say, I think this is the the biggest this is the hardest test that Man City will have faced. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's also probably my two most irritating managers in the league as well. You hate Klopp, don't you? I don't, I, I don't hate him, obviously. You chatting about this before? You don't like animation? Yeah, <laughs> I don't like over animation and, and extreme facial expressions. They irritate me. Is that uh, has anything got that? Has that got anything to do with the fact that Pochettino is the opposite? I don't know. I like Poch. <laughs> if, if if Klopp if Klopp uh, if Klopp was Spurs manager, I'm sure I'd love him. But the um. Uh, Pep winds me up for a different level so Klopp winds me up but that's my problem that's my hang ups <laughs> Pep Guardiola is a genuinely irritating person and everybody should be irritated by him do you not agree? I'll give you an example so it's currently his thing is to give praise for other, other teams having a go uh, just you know, uh, uh, Bristol City, they came and they, they played football. They're the only team to come play football. They were under the cod. Like, that's not the, like everyone, oh, they gave it a go. They did well. They were under the cosh for 90 minutes of the game, more or less. It weren't like they, no. had, they, they were any chance. James, there was no point, really, that, 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 so that they controlled the game. So, yeah, it's, it's like... And, and that thing about Redmond, talking to Redmond, you're out of line. You're out of line. That is not your player. You do not talk to him. Do not undermine his coach. You're disrespectful. That that is that's it. Unacceptable behaviour in my opinion. And 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 the other thing is moaning about the way we play football in England. 
He does love that, doesn't he? Yeah, like, if you don't like it, you know what you can do. All right? <laughs> get out of our country. Get out get of here. Yeah, like, look, look, you can't expect teams to come out and play against you because you have everything. It, is it difficult not to be on a high horse when you're Pep Guardiola? Isn't, if, you're, if, if you're the kind of person he is, mm. then it's difficult <laughs> because that's who he is. He's he, he, fundamentally a bit. Sang, um, I'm going to bring myself in a little bit, but he's uh, you know he's he 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 can't help himself essentially okay. because that's the kind of person he is. But about being humble, nah, he's not humble. No, you know, nah, he's 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 arrogant and um, and disrespectful. Lovely. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. Soldiers lost in battle time, Flav. Oh, do your ting. Okay, so do we need to keep doing this? I'm sure they know. It All right, gives you a bit of time, All right, it? gives you a bit of time. Okay. Um, the, uh, yeah, soldiers lost in battle. Lost in battle. Everybody has uh, issues and things that happen in their life where football is cruelly snatched away from them. And generally, when these things happen, you miss the game of your life. Let us know your stories about when this has happened to you, James. Do you do your thing. Okay. Soldiers lost in battle. Pepper won. Oh no, sorry, Pepper. One week ago. <laughs> I've been supporting Juve for half my life, and this year, when we made it to the final of the Champions League, where we lost to Real Madrid 4-1. That doesn't make sense. But I wasn't able to watch the game, because I had to go to my little sister's prize-giving. And by the time we got home, the match had finished, and the first thing I saw on the TV was Gigi Buffon crying. And then I saw the score. Prize giving. How old was how old is Pepper? I'm curious to know. I don't know. Pepper, let us know. How old are you? Because if he's young, he's just he could have been left at home. He could, yeah, he could absolutely been left at home. Disappointing. Prize giving. I mean, honestly. Right, let's go back a bit. Josh Dixon. I'm a lifelong City fan and season ticket holder. Been through the ups and downs and the good times and the bad times. It was the 12th of May 2012, me and my girlfriend's fourth year anniversary. Nice work, congratulations. I decided to take her to my favourite curry house, Rajdut Tandoori. <laughs> Little did I know this would be the worst mistake of my life. It was a great day with amazing company and amazing food, that's lovely. Or so I thought. The next morning came and it was time. Time to go and watch the most dramatic, nervous, tense, uneasy game of football in my life. That game was the game where City scored Ooh. in 93. 93rd and 22nd uh, minute. That doesn't make sense. Of the final game of the season to lift the Premier League trophy. But I never made it out of the house. Instead, I spent the entire day sat on the shitter, listening to the TV from afar, with my chicken booner from the night before <laughs> pouring out of my... <laughs> I had missed the most special moment in my life because of that carousel. <laughs> Five years have passed. I've never been back there. And to top things off, my girlfriend at the time <coughs> cheated on me with her work colleague later that year. I missed that moment all because of a shit booner and an even shitter girlfriend. Mate, I'm so sorry. I'm so all sorry. of it. We'll have to react to that in a sec. Hang on, last one. And finally, direct message. It was only this season. My girlfriend, not girlfriend, forced me to attend her best friend's stupid party which was on the same day as the Sydney Derby away. A fixture between Sydney FC and the Wanderers. The whole night I was getting Snapchats from my mates, kicking on and getting completely smashed, which made me go all tomato red and 
the final blow was that we, Sydney FC, won 5-0. Our biggest win against the enemy. I had this weird feeling of being happy and upset because of the win and missing out because of a shitty party. It was also the first ever Sydney Derby game that I've ever missed. Wow. You must really love that girl. I hope she's not cheating on you with a colleague later that year. Yeah. Josh Dixon. I mean... It's... uh... (laughs) That was funny. Well written as well. You can write it. Well written, yeah, well um, uh, Always yeah. dangerous to be having a curry before an important event. Mm. That's a life lesson that we'll all learn at one stage I've or another. I've never had that, that adverse reaction to curry. Have you not? No. Um, That's because you have a corner. It's so you know. It's this this kind of stuff. This kind of stuff. Like his girlfriend, four years cheating on him with a, a work colleague, right? And it, she might not have been happy. You know that that, that might have been a fat touch. Yeah. We don't. But know. You don't Let us know. You, you don't have to cheat. But the. Uh, she doesn't remember or, or it won't be in our head and this is the whole thing with soldiers in battle and this is what winds me up about other people right is they don't know how important this stuff is they yeah. don't they Man City the, the, the worlds won't align where that situation will ever happen again where Aguero scores that in the last minute to win the league to snatch it from Man United and keep QPR up at the same time right Anyways. they he, he will never experience that again and he gave it all up for a lousy booner with a woman, a lousy woman who cheated on him. That's do you know, the biggest learn learning. What the biggest learning of all of that? What <laughs> is understand your priorities. Even four years in, it might not work out. So put football first. Put, and always, if they in time, they'll learn it. Yeah. And once they understand how important it is, that's when you marry him. It is. Yeah. Listen, also, there's another little relationship, bit of relationship advice for you, right? Okay. It is, if someone cares about you... That's a good one. In the comments, any football relationship advice that you need... Yeah, I'll, we'll give Hashtag it. Flames advice. Flames, is that, yeah. Um, if, if, if they love you, whether it be your husband or your, or your girlfriend, they would not, they would not expect you to miss... The, the, the game against your biggest rival well he missed the game because of the booner didn't he no I'm talking about I'm, I'm now talking about the oh, great right, man sorry, yeah, yeah right. so they, they, they wouldn't expect you they wouldn't take that from you mm. you know it's like saying well, it's really important to me it's my it's, it's my sister's you know birthday it's important you're there I, I understand it's your sister's birthday yeah but what happens when you're a football fan you, you get dis- it gets dismissed as just a game by your other half often it's not. and it's not acceptable yeah and I would suggest if any of you are in relationships and, 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 and your partner says to you, you, I want you to come to a party with me instead of you watching your, your rival, get rid of them. Because they don't get it. They, they don't get it and they don't get you. Yeah. And final one, I would say, uh, with the prize giving, address that when dad's in the room. If dad's got you into football. Yeah. Just go, I can't go to prize giving. Yeah. Mum goes, you know, of course you're going to prize giving. I can't. Mum, dad will understand. You they playing the Champions League final. And your dad will—he's got a difficult one here because he's so proud of you in that moment, but he's also got to respect his, his wife, wife and, and mother of his children. And not scared of you. Yeah, that's very scared. Um, but deep down, what, what, like, he'll make it work for you. But do you think? I think, think really I think he—I think he'd, the wife would give him a look 
And you go, I'll get your coat on. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Right, that's it for another uh, One for the Weekend podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it, subscribe to the Long Ball Street channel. That's where this podcast is living now. Um, also, join Fan League. Join our league, the One for the Weekend <coughs> League. Uh, link is in the description. <coughs> Bloody good fun. You can win some uh, money as well. And I've given you some stat nuggets, so you should be winning. Yeah, that's about it for another week. Yeah, looking forward to the football. Absolutely. We'll be doing another couple of videos on the family channel, so head over there as we talk about Theo Walcott and if he should go to Everton or Southampton and giving you some of our predictions for the weekend's action. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.